BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. One last reminder that the Bay is hosting a free live event tonight. That is Monday, January 25th at 6 p.m. I'll be speaking with all kinds of KQED reporters about what living in the Bay Area might look like this year. And we'll be taking your questions. To sign up, just go to the link in our show notes or go to kqed.org slash events. Hope to see you there. There's one part of our democracy that's especially personal to me that I've been struggling with and thinking a lot about lately. And that's the role that local media plays. That includes me as a journalist, shows like The Bay, and newsrooms like KQED. Utility is so important in what we're offering as a public service. I think that's one of the purest examples, right, of how local journalism can strengthen a democracy. This is our series by the people about how democracy operates in the spaces around us and where you can plug in. Today, in our final episode of the series, we talk with KQED's own newsroom leaders about where local news fits in a fragile democracy. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Um, in one sentence, what's the role of local news in a healthy democracy? In one or two sentences? Are you kidding me? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like boil down the meaning of the word. Got you. <laughs> this is Ethan Tovin Lindsay, KQED's executive editor of news, and Vinnie Tong, KQED's director of news. I think local news is really offers one of the most important essential connections in a functioning democracy. And by that, I mean locally where we live, that is where people have the most direct connection, right, to our system of governance. And 
that means that local news is a part of making that connection, a part of encouraging that participation at that level that is really sort of the thing that makes democracy run. When you moved into news as a young journalist, what were you like um, as, a, as a reporter starting out? My first, like, real job, actually, there's another Vinny connection. Vinny graduated from undergrad and went to the Salinas Californian. And then she then went to journalism school after that. I went to journalism school and wasn't nearly as cool as Vinny, so then she helped get me a job at the Salinas Californian. That was the mind opener, like being in Salinas. It was right after 9-11, and I remember doing stories about, like, is the lettuce supply, food supply safe from chemical weapons? And those stories, all sort of hokey because it was like this post-9-11 mindset, were also like, this is what sustains this community. This is what these people are thinking about and living with. And sort of it reminded me how, why journalism was, you know, does what it does. Honestly, uh, what I really, really wanted more than anything after I left the Daily Cal and Cal was to be a reporter in like at a newspaper covering local news, because um, there's really no better experience, I think, for that like community based reporting to sort of understand like, what's your role in the community as a journalist? How do you gather information? How do you verify facts? Like, how do you even decide as a young journalist? Like, what are the important stories to tell? So um, that job that we both, we both had at different times was a really important, you know, place that I learned so much about journalism and how to do it and, and what kind of journalist I wanted to be. You know, we all know about Trump's war on the media and the truth over the last four years. And as leaders of a local newsroom, how did you see that show up at KQED here in the Bay Area, even though we weren't covering him specifically on a regular basis? Early on, I you know, remember seriously talking with editors and, and people in the newsroom, like t having the conversation of this person is ostensibly the most important person in the world. Anything that person says is important. Like, if they tweet X, then that's th that could be policy. And very early on, we, we probably, you know, made the mistake, as other media outlets, of, of chasing tweets like that. And I think it's definitely both about this presidency and sort of the the broader question of just because someone with power or authority or considered an expert says something how newsworthy is that and not just how newsworthy is it but like we are players in this process and if that person is trolling or is spinning or is using you or the media to get that point across how do you prevent yourself from being complicit in that game? You, you both are now leading a newsroom, not just journalists within a newsroom, which means that you're also responsible for the reporters, the producers, everybody at KQED who works in the news department, um, which is a big responsibility. How have you seen the last four years affect reporters and producers who you work with? It's really wearing and it's traumatizing. And I think that journalists are really resilient people and it speaks to their dedication and their purpose 
that we have covered everything that's happened in the last four years, um, right up until the last two weeks, I would say. But I won't lie, it's really taken its toll. It's been a really difficult time for many people, and um, that includes the people who work in our newsroom. Obviously, it's been really hard as a reporter to cover the last four years just based on the news um, that, that's been happening. But there's also like something happening within journalism and media itself where, you know, we're, we're trying to address our complicity and a lot of the problems that are perpetuated in the media. And I'm wondering if that's true for you, um, that you've had moments where it's kind of changed the way you've thought about journalism and your role. I was one of these journalists who sort of fell into a thread where this Washington Post editor, Len Downey, and Jim Lehrer of the NewsHour didn't vote. They sort of famously didn't vote. They talked about why they didn't vote. And I hadn't voted in a presidential election since 2000. Uh, but this year, I, I went to the polls. I voted. It, it felt like a year that, that changed my understanding of, of my dual roles as both a journalist and a citizen and my obligations to social justice and humanity that I think I had created a, a, a false severing of before. Vinny, was there a moment for you that changed the way you think about your role in, in reporting and journalism and local news? Yeah, I guess a couple, a couple different moments, which is, um, you know, KQED has been a really good place uh, where I've been able to explore a little bit more about race and systemic racism and identity. You know, frankly, having the conversations that we had on the Bay in 2018 um, with you, Devin, and with Erica Aguilar, um, we just really started to kind of consider that if systemic racism is in fact systemic, that that it had a role and that it was in every story, whether we sort of saw it there or not. Um, and that was actually a really huge turning point for me in terms of being able to understand finally, I think that my identity as a Asian American woman was not necessarily a liability as it was sort of cast in a world of objectivity, but more of an asset. I mean, these are these are big things to to talk to talk about and big things to tackle as a newsroom. And everything in the last four years moved really quickly, and it really didn't stay the same. I feel like we were always evolving both our language and what we were putting out there, uh, but then we're also within the newsroom talking about where are our blind spots as as media. And I, with that in mind, I'm, I'm curious when you think back at the last few years, are there things that you would have done differently? Thinking back to some of the like journalistic cliches, you know, I probably said early on, I, you know, Trump helped explode a lot of those. Like um, we aired his press conferences live for a number of, uh, you know, years um, where he was spewing lies. And we've since made the editorial decisions to not do that. But, but you know, catching up to the that reality of our role in this was was hard to do.
this is actually the last episode in our By the People series, which, as you all know, have been about democracy in the Bay Area. And I wanted to ask both of you, what are examples you've seen where local journalism has helped democracy and made it stronger? Some of the coverage of Vallejo and, and what's going on there reveals to me the necessity of, you know, watchdog journalism and people holding powerful police officers and others to account to see what is going on. The exposing of some of the realities that we that without local journalism, would no one would know that these things were happening, to me, proves it the worth. Something as, as straightforward and, I mean, super valuable as the, the prop fest that Bay Curious led and created ahead of the election. I mean, utility is so important in what we're offering, right, as a public service. And um, the journalism, the sort of curation that, that that series provides literally helped people decide how to vote. I think that's one of the purest examples, right, of how local journalism can strengthen a democracy. And, you know, maybe it's a cliche of journalism, like, oh, you know, we provide good information, but that's not a thing to be underestimated. I mean, if anything, it's really underscored in the last four years that good information is, you can't just count on that showing up out of nowhere for free, Mm -hmm. right? And yet, you know, we are public media and that's what we're offering for free good information on stuff that matters to your life and we saw that during the wildfires too like you need certain basic information and in a way i almost feel like that utility you're talking about is incredibly important to have i think that was the the wildfires were a real wake-up call for that for our newsroom and i think other newsrooms in in the bay area too which was there's the news the stories of the individuals you know, living through this. But there's also like the, what's the evacuation route? Or what do I need to have, you know, in my go bag if I have to evacuate? Like public service journalism that is very different, but just as necessary as the narrative storytelling that, that journalism does so well too. You're thinking about this as a democracy episode. Um, in, in a healthy democracy, how do you envision the role of local news? I mean, success might look like no single person who wanted to know what might happen in their local government ever feels blindsided by a decision. That they had enough information to decide when and how to participate or not. And the local news, that local journalism was part of the conduit of that information. I think like a key component of success is to offer that good information, to foster trust so that people want to participate, so that they feel like they have actual impact on those policy decisions that can affect their lives. So that to me is like the healthiest form of it is that that feedback loop is working. Hmm. It almost sounds like what you're saying is like local news itself should be a democratic process. Yes, I think that's an important component. Thank you both so much for speaking with us and being so willing to talk about all this. Thanks, Devin. Thank you, Devin. 
Thanks to KQED's director of news, Vinnie Tong, and executive editor, Ethan Tovin Lindsay. So this is our final episode in our series by the people, and I've loved hearing about all the ways people are stepping up locally here in the Bay Area to make democracy work in their communities. And one thing that Kat Brooks said in one of our episodes that has stuck with me is, do what makes your heart sing. That not everybody has to show up at city council meetings or protesting in the streets. There are all these opportunities around us, using our democratic values as a guide to make the Bay Area a better place. And so I encourage you all to find where you fit into all this. And if you already know, tell us about it. We're on Twitter at the Bay KQED, or you can always email us. We're the Bay at KQED.org. To see all of our episodes in our By the People series, check out the link in our show notes or go to kqed.org slash by the people. The series was produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, Kiana Mogadam, Shaylin Martos, myself, and our editor, Alan Monticilio. And actually, I'd like to single out Kiana for just a second, who you actually heard from in this series and who joined the team for the series and who helped us launch our newsletter. We're going to miss having you on the team on the day-to-day, but I know we're still going to see you around the Zooms. The Bay was made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us. Talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid. And I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.